Call for reinforcements. All right, everybody. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Yeah, back uh, <laughs> back at it with the archives of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going to be a little bit of a different episode today. It's just me and Logan here. Mm-hmm. So it might be... A little bit more chill, I think. We're going to try to take it down a notch and not be so extravagant. <laughs> yeah. Could be better, maybe worse. Yeah. We don't know yet. We're just but... trying a few different things out. Sorry, it's been a while, but mm-hmm. um, we've just been trying to figure some things out, trying to kind of move into a new format for the podcast, I think. So. Yeah, we kind of... We didn't like the way that the previous episodes were going, so mm-hmm. we wanted to switch it up. We, we just... Tried to rethink everything. That's why we've been gone for a while now. <laughs> it's been a bit. <laughs> it's been a it's been a long minute, but uh, we're back now and we're trying out some different things. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be better for you guys. Nothing too special. Nothing super fancy. We just want to cover a few bits of news that we've got here, and then um, we kind of got inspired by the the Kyber Sisters podcast. Yeah. They're doing a super fantastic job. Uh, but they've been watching all of the Star Wars movies in order, starting with The Phantom Menace, and I think they're on, they're up to Solo now. Really? Which is really oh, cool. Dang, so they've been far. cruising through, but um, it got us excited about watching the movies again, so, and it's been, what, you said uh, like a couple of years maybe since you'd seen the Yeah, prequels. it's it's been at least like three or four years since I've seen this movie. Nice. So yeah, uh, later on we're going to talk a little bit, do a dive into um, episode one, The Phantom Menace. So yeah. Should be fun. And then Heck hopefully... Yeah continue on with this series and get through all the movies at some point yeah that's what we're wanting to try and do um we just did we're gonna do a deep dive today of the phantom menace and Mm -hmm. then hopefully uh in the coming weeks we'll do the rest of the movies hopefully with everybody else yeah for sure that would be great get everybody else on the podcast Mm -hmm. back again Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll be able to finish before uh bad batch comes out because once that hits we're gonna be like so focused on that we're not gonna (laughs) want to watch the bad batch now yeah Yeah. um (laughs) Yeah, speaking of, we got some serious news. Yeah. Uh, we've been gone for a long time, so there's there's quite a bit of news to cover now. We missed a bit. We missed quite a bit here. Yeah, and there's quite a bit with the uh, the Bad Batch. Yeah, so. yeah. I think the biggest, I mean, yeah, there's a quite a, quite a lot, like you say, that came out. The um, the main things that I want to cover is that the trailer came out, yes. which was awesome. If you guys haven't seen that, you should definitely take a look, because yeah, it looks Check great. that out, because it's incredible. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, that's... Pretty much all I was going to say. Mm, the animation looks phenomenal. It looks like exactly how... <laughs> Gosh, <dang it>. Oh, no. <laughs> First episode again. back, and now we're doing this. I scene. know. <laughs> no, it looks, it looks um, exactly how the this final season of the Clone Wars looked, and that animation style was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's very, very well done. Yeah, so that's I'm one excited. of my favorite things about the Clone Wars, especially, mm-hmm. is is that animation style. It's just I'm so glad unique. they're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what they have in store for us, too, story-wise. It looks really cool. Yeah, I'm quite excited. Me and Christian both watched the trailer probably six or seven times more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah after we initially saw yeah, it. Just I saw it, and then watch I just it more. watched it again and again, trying to pick up everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be a lot of little Easter eggs and cool things that they threw in there. Some returning favorite characters, Captain Rex, yes, for uh, sure. Yeah. Rex is going to be Because, I mean, back. in the trailer, you see him, which is fantastic. I think it's really cool that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, Echo's new armor yes. is so cool, dude. That's going to so be sweet. so sweet. I'm excited to see that in more detail once the show comes out, because it looks really cool. Mm. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, so they've confirmed now that there's going to be at least 14 episodes, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it sounds like. And... and I'm not sure if this, uh, the show's going to be multiple seasons or mm-hmm. if it's just going to be the one season, but it says at least 14 episodes in season one. 
Yeah. So hopefully that means that there's multiple, multiple seasons. Yeah, yeah, which would be 14 awesome. Fourteen episodes in season one. We could basically just have a continuation of the Clone Wars yeah. into this Empire era of like the original trilogy, and I think mm-hmm. that would be really cool to see following the Bad Batch. What happens to the Bad Batch? Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be mm-hmm. really, really cool. It's supposed to be really. That first episode is going to be, what, 70 minutes Yeah, long? that's another huge thing. As I said, that the first episode of the show that's coming out is going to be a 70-minute long episode, which is crazy when you think about that for, like, an animated show. I don't... That's that's like how they kind of did with the um, the Clone Wars when it first came out. There was that animated movie that they did. Yeah. Before that, oh, yeah, so it that's feels right, yeah. similar to how they're doing that, which is really cool. I think that's great. <laughs> did they say confirmed fourteen episodes or at least fourteen episodes? I think the the report I was reading said at least fourteen. So okay. there's potential that there could be even more. more. Which would be I know crazy. that. Uh... I don't know how long they're wanting to do these episodes. Mm-hmm. Usually when they're about the, the 20 minutes long, like Clone Wars was, they'll be like 26 per season. Wow. That's, that's one of the uh, like standards, yeah. I guess. So if they're planning on doing it longer, they're mm-hmm. shortening or uh, doing less episodes but more content. Could be longer in, episodes. In the episodes. Well, and it seems like with that first episode being that long, they could have you know 30 to 40 minute episodes in there some at some point, yeah. which would be crazy. Yeah. That would be really cool. Especially now with the format of it being all on Disney Plus and it's all on a streaming service, we can mm-hmm. just get it directly. You don't have to deal with commercials or anything like that. They yeah, can make it longer and just pump out the content for us. Go the exact time that they want to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that would be really cool. So we'll have to see. Um, and the release date coming out on Star Wars Day, May yeah, 4th. Yeah, May 4th. So that's actually coming up way quick. Right around the corner. We're not going to finish all these movies before that time. <laughs> Probably not. We're going to have to really crank them out if we do watch like two a night or something. But... I don't know. So, well, here's the thing. Now mm-hmm. do, now what do we want to do? Do we want to wait on the Bad Batch? <laughs> Hold on and it. And finish the rest of the movies? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could try. We could try to push it back and then uh, finish the movies before we mm-hmm. start a deep dive. I mean, obviously, we're going to watch The Bad Batch when oh, it comes out, but uh, talking about it, we could wait until the movies are done. But I don't know. We might have wanna, too many I feelings, you know? Fresh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how far we get. We might take an intermission in between mm-hmm. the movies and then come back to <laughs> yeah. them later. We'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, what other news do we got? Yeah, so a thing that I saw last night that I thought was really cool, uh, another thing that I just saw strolling through Twitter, mm-hmm. apparently Lucasfilm, um, I guess they copyrighted the, the name uh, Skywalker Academy. Interesting. Which I'm like, ooh, okay, that's very interesting. So I wonder if that is something that they're planning to do with um, Luke, actually, with his like new Jedi Academy in between that time frame between episode six and episode seven trying to rebuild the jedi yeah. order i don't know what any there's no there's no other like news along with that it's just that they copyrighted, they copyrighted that name skywalker academy so that could mean a lot of different things that's really interesting because that could mean one of two things mm-hmm. i think uh that could mean a continuation on luke's story and him doing the his academy and yeah. the jedi order his way i feel like or, that would be the most obvious but, that would be the most obvious mm-hmm. but ray took on the skywalker name at the end of rise of skywalker Ooh. so it could be a continuation of her story as well i didn't even think about that that would be really cool yeah and then we'd get to see more finn yeah more finn more ray i want more sequel content i know Uh, that's an unpopular opinion but man i think it would be great to see that continued yeah that's a really controversial topic but i would love to see more sequel stuff yeah same i think it'd be really cool to see an animated series starring those characters exactly for ray doing that i think that'd be really cool i mean obviously i'd love the live action but i'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of the animation as well i think it'd just be cool to see i think animation for either one whether they go luke's story or ray's story i think that would be 
an incredible thing. It would be so cool. They could also, because I know, I, aren't they expanding Star Wars Land a little bit? So they could do something there are. with yeah. the Skywalker Academy also. Oh, man, that would be really cool. Yeah, and there's, um, I mean, kind of going along with that, there's been a, another thing that I've seen a lot of. It seems pretty much confirmed at this point that um, the Force Effects lightsabers mm-hmm. that, you know, that I collected now, yeah. a million of, <laughs> it seems that they're doing um, a Ray Skywalker lightsaber, so her oh, yellow yeah. one from the end of the movie. Sweet. And like I say, generally when that comes out, they um, kind of coincide with the Disney Parks lightsaber releases, so it mm-hmm. seems likely that they'll add one there, so that could kind of tie in if that's something to do with uh, the Skywalker Academy name. Yeah, that could be true. So that could be really cool. Keep your eyes open for something along those lines and yeah. whatever that Skywalker is. Skywalker Academy. I know, I saw that. Soon. I was like, wow, man, that seems cool. I don't, I don't know what they have planned. Yeah, but that's really cool. Should be sweet. Um, so yeah, I think that's about covering it for that. Uh, another thing that has been, um, the, kind of a hot topic, I guess, is Liam Neeson reprising his role as Qui-Gon in the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. And they haven't confirmed it yet. I haven't seen any official confirmation, but there's a lot of like little hints here and there that he might be showing up. And I hope that if he is, that they don't officially confirm him until he's just on screen in the show. Yeah. And I think that'd be so cool. Um, but a big hint that I saw is that they released this new, I guess it's a, I don't know if it's a novel or what kind of book it is. I haven't picked one up for myself, but I've seen a lot of the screenshots of this little passage. It's called Skywalker Family at War. Mm. It's a new book that Lucasfilm has released. I'm not t- entirely sure what type of book it is. Um, but it has this little section in there that basically states that like 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, so at the very end of the movie when Yoda's telling Obi-Wan that he has like, training for him on Tatooine and he can learn how to commune with Qui-Gon or whatever. It took him 10 years after that point to be able to commune and actually talk to Qui-Gon through the Force. Interesting. And the Obi-Wan show is set exactly 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Oh. So I'm like, okay. Interesting. So I wonder if they threw that in there as just a little teaser to Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know. A little something something. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people pointing that out like, hey, if this isn't a confirmation, like, I don't know what else really is, you know. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> but, Take a sip of your drink. Yeah. All good. Got to, you know, wash Gotta down hydrate, the, the excitement. Here. <laughs> but I think it'd be great, um, especially revisiting Phantom Menace with you just the other day. Like yeah. seeing Liam Neeson, he's probably one of the best things about that movie. Oh, yeah. Is him being in there. And I, think I, it would I be. can. I can vibe with that for sure. Yeah, definitely. He's just a great actor and he's brings such like a, a calming presence it seems to the mm-hmm. film it's like every time he's on screen he just kind of like has this the pr- this presence about him that you're like it, he's almost intimidating but in he's got such soft features that it's like you're not scared of him kind of a thing i don't know it's hard to explain it's intimidating in the opposite direction I yeah because people with like very stern like rugged looks mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. um they demand a presence and right. they're like you see them and you're like, oh gosh, you know. But uh, you see Qui Gon and he demands a presence, mm-hmm. but you're inclined to like talk to him. And yeah, get to know he, him, he feels like a friend, you know. He's yeah, got, like exactly. that face that you just want to like, oh hey, like I've known you for so many years now. I just mm-hmm. want to talk to you, kind of a thing. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's just Liam Neeson in general, or if it's just like Jedi when I see him tricks. as that character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be the Jedi influence, you know. Oh yeah. man, but I would love to see him show up as a Force ghost in like a just a uh, kind of taking back that mentor role that he had for Obi-Wan to see him kind of help him through his struggling, you know, difficulties on Tatooine. I think that'd be really cool. It's interesting because uh, Qui-Gon is the one that figured out how to 
become a force ghost, right? Like yeah. He, he's yeah. the one that did that. Yeah. But he I mean, didn't quite figure it out, right? He's mm-hmm. just like a voice. That's so. That's where they left it at the end of the Clone Wars when they first he's trying he's trying to convince Yoda to follow his path to like immortality, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he hasn't fully been able to come back as a force ghost and he's just kind of a voice so i'm wondering if he hasn't figured it out later on too to fully become a force ghost kind of a thing or if it'll just be his voice which i feel like if they cast him it'd be kind of a letdown for them to just use him as his voice in the show it would still be really cool don't get me wrong but it would be along the lines of um in episode nine when you hear all the voices of the jedi like I feel that that scene could have been more impactful if they had all of the Force ghosts yeah. of the Jedi there, you know what I mean? And I feel that that's a lot of, like, people's kind of, they talk about that a lot. A lot of people really wanted to see that. So I think it would be really cool if they actually got him in and had him as a Force ghost physically there to mm-hmm. talk to him. I I think that'd be way cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean, speaking of the Obi-Wan <laughs> show in Tatooine, apparently a leaked set video. Yeah, that leaked video. Came out, which is a little bit crazy. I'm not entirely sure if it's real or not, but if it was faked, to me it seems like it, it seems weird for it to be faked. Like, why would somebody fake this video of just a set of Tatooine? You know what I mean? Uh, it'd, it'd be interesting for someone to put in the the effort. Yeah, to like I haven't make seen that. this video yet, mm, but from what you've told you. me already, it seems like a long stretch. Yeah, to more or less. Try and fool somebody about this it's yeah it's kind of interesting because we know um from other like earlier reports that they're going to be using the same technology that they used for the mandalorian that kind of like interactive dome and stuff that they're going to be in the green screen dome yeah more or less it's just basically yeah those like digital screens but this itself it seemed like you know they made an actual set for the movie which Mm -hmm. is really cool i think that's awesome i love you know when they can incorporate physical stuff into the shows it just looks better in my opinion well, I think doing a combination of both is going to oh, yeah. be like that's the way to do the it. The way movies are made in the future mm-hmm. is is that way because it'll it'll budget cut really really like a lot. Yeah. So no, definitely, and it, they can crank them out so much faster. Like yeah. look at the first two seasons of The Mandalorian, they yeah. got those out so fast, dude. So I mean, when you can just stay in one place and film a bunch of scenes all at the same time, yeah, in a bunch of different locations quote-unquote locations mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just change the scenery around you mm-hmm. you know so it'll be interesting to see if that actually is a real video and <clears throat> i mean it seems legit from what it looks like it'd be really hard for somebody to go out into the desert and make that themselves without a full crew of like professional prop makers you know and set designers yeah. and stuff like that so. unless the whole thing is like deep faked which yeah it, it could it be it but been. i mean it, i'd be impressed if it was that'd be that's really some crazy. impressive feats right there yeah but either way, it looks really cool. It definitely got me excited to see because it's, you know, it's the set. It's Tatooine. It yeah. looks like the Moss Eisley or something, the whole, like, cityscape. It's really cool. So, That's yeah. awesome. Pretty excited about that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be cool. What other um, news we got? I think that's about it besides, you um, know, uh, Ewan McGregor. He's been spotted a bit, sporting the Obi-Wan beard again. Oh, yeah. So getting ready. To, I think yeah. shoot, like filming for that show starts really soon. I mean, obviously, if yeah, they've got the set yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they're trying to start so. filming really soon. Yeah, it'll be really cool to see what they have planned for that. But, yeah, he just looks so good with that Obi-Wan beard, mm. man. You know, it's the way. <laughs> that is the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Lego Star Wars getting delayed again. Yeah, unfortunately, that seems, is that what, the second time now I think it's they the pushed it back? the second time that they've pushed it back. Which really is quite a bummer, but it's also, 
we talked a little bit about it that mm-hmm. we'd rather have the game we've, we've said it a bunch of times yeah, yeah like i want the game to be complete and finished don't give us like a crappy rushed product like if you need to take the extra time to finish the game and make it the best one ever like mm-hmm. take the time you know like just just get it the way that it should be before release don't rush it and then we'll have another battlefront 2 fiasco where it yeah, came out and it's, was it's just terrible like and not even close it, to done yeah. and everyone was yeah just super upset mm-hmm. so it seems to happen with too many games now so yeah, i'd, I'd rather lot. them push it back and have it be a, a, a great game from the beginning than mm-hmm. try and get it out right now and it's not even finished yeah it just kind of sucks that it's there's so much hype around it and they mm-hmm. it's like you know you, we want it so bad and they've said that it's going to be out this time and then delayed it and this time it's like i wish that they could have kind of accounted mm-hmm. that it was going to be later and just like push that and said that that was going to be the official release before actually you know having it delayed and i understand like yeah the world's crazy right Things now happen. so delays yeah. and everything but it's just it's a bummer yeah but it is what it is and hopefully it will be the best lego game that they've ever made that's what they've said so yeah I'm really I, I think hands down it's going to be the best lego game of all time mm-hmm. the biggest definitely oh yeah oh for sure i mean what they said like 400 playable characters and yeah. stuff i'm like oh my goodness that's crazy i remember that um came back came out a couple of years ago that lego world game you remember that oh yeah that yeah. was pretty big but this yeah. one's supposed to be way bigger than that one even <sighs> that's nuts dude yeah that'll be really crazy so yeah we're both super excited for that and i can't wait to see what they have in store for it it'll yeah. just be fun to play through like i always loved the old lego star wars games playing through the different stories and being in the different worlds and stuff and it's just fun to, like, get into your favorite movies and favorite scenes, bringing in other characters that aren't there. It's just uh, kind of cool to see how they interact with the world and fit in with the environments and stuff. Playing those different characters is always fun, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think that's about it, guys, as far as new news really goes that I've seen. Yeah. There's been, you know, quite a bit. We've missed a lot, but that's... For right now, without any new shows or anything coming out, that's mm. a lot is that. <laughs> yeah, we're in a bit of a, a lull right now in terms of news and new content. Yeah. Hence the uh, re-watching the old stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. And I mean, speaking of, we've got Phantom Menace on right now, just kind of giving us a little refresh here. We watched it about, I don't know, three nights ago, four nights ago, something think, like that. Yeah, about four nights Maybe ago. Maybe last week, I can't even remember now. <laughs> yeah, it had to have been last, yeah, it was like a week ago, I think, now. Yeah. But like I say, you told me before we started, you hadn't seen it for years. Yeah. So what did you think, like, watching it again? Watching it again, there was a lot of stuff that I forgot about. And that <laughs> I, like, I've only seen the movie even a couple of times before that, like, the time that we watched it last week. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of stuff that I picked up on now that I've, like, I've watched The Clone Wars and I've, I've watched uh, all the other movies as well. So there's stuff that you see and yeah. then you realize and you're like, oh. Just little tie-ins. Yeah, little tie-ins. You're like, I didn't even know about I that. I love stuff like that. That's some of... That is why I love the Clone Wars so much. Is because yeah. it just fills in so many little gaps, and you're like, "Oh, that's so cool! That makes so much more sense now." Exactly. You know, so it's really sweet. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think this movie doesn't get enough credit for what it was. I mean, I really enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it is. I think of the prequels. Episode three is probably my favorite, followed closely by the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So I can agree with that. Um, there's some cheesy like oh, definitely the, lines mean, and everything sure. <laughs> uh i think that came with the time that the movies came out also yeah um but yeah i i think it's it's a really fun movie to watch mm-hmm. it's just a solid like adventure movie you know it's yeah, really cool exactly. it just takes you through basically the the like i guess it's kind of the following obi-wan and qui-gon's story more or less yeah. in this whole film but they like 
all the different and crazy characters that they interact with and run into mm-hmm. along the way. It's just really fun where they have like, it's almost a family feel at, at its core because it's like Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and little Anakin. You yeah. know, they're all just like this little ragtag group with the princess showing up, like mm-hmm. or the queen, excuse me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy, you know? It's just so funny to me to see that such a odd cast of characters, but I feel like they mesh really well in yeah. this movie especially. I think that the actors did a really good job like working together in the film. It's really funny to see all of this... Um just to watch like this crazy gaggle of people get together and yeah do something crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah it's really interesting and it was a super fun watch i liked it a lot yeah for sure no i totally agree i think it's one of my favorite parts honestly is jar jar like i think that he gets way too much hate in this movie because honestly he was like making me laugh like see yeah a lot <laughs> i when i had watched it uh, years ago, mm-hmm. I hated mm-hmm. Jar Jar. I thought mm-hmm. he was like the most annoying character <laughs> of all time. And, and that's most people. Yeah, most, most people, most feel people that way. think that way. But yeah, watching it the other day, I was like, I was cracking up. I was yeah. laughing so hard. If you look at it, like, I think people just get too serious about it. If you yeah, take it exactly. as the lighthearted feel that it was intended to have, it's pretty funny. Like, mm-hmm. he's just such an idiot. And yeah. you kind of just feel bad for him because he doesn't, like, know what the heck's going on half the time. Yeah. He's just kind of chilling. Yeah. And then he's like, well, guess I'm about to die now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it is It is really funny because he he's just a dork. Like, yeah. And he gets himself into, like, one crazy situation after another. And you remember that, like... He got himself into this because he stumbled into quiet. Yeah. Like that's the reason that he's in all of this. Uh, and he got made like him. he got made general. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, it's so funny because if you think about the course of events yeah. from this movie onward, he gets made a general in this movie after mm-hmm. tripping into Qui-Gon. In episode two, we see him and he's like a politician. Mm-hmm. He's like working with Padme in the Senate and stuff. And then in episode three, he's the one that like takes over for Padme while she's off doing stuff and gives the Emperor his supreme power, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so funny. They just like... and it, it makes you think if like Palpatine didn't have this all like super super masterfully manipulated Mm -hmm. to get him to that position to be the like moron that'll be like oh yeah like he's easy to manipulate he'll give me emergency powers no problem like he'll be the one to put that motion on the floor and everyone will be like yeah sure just from that early on yeah from the moment he stumbles into Qui-Gon if that wasn't somehow manipulated you know what I mean yeah I don't know if that interaction was planned yeah uh but I think it was something that the emperor was like oh well i can use that yep yeah because um, i i'm sure um people don't give it credit but like palpatine's like an incredibly intelligent guy oh for sure uh to work out such a ridiculous plan like that. <laughs> it's just funny when you think about it that you know jar jar doomed the galaxy more or less yeah, and it's not really even like did. it's not, it's even, not his even his fault. fault it's so sad but yeah. it's just like oh man I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it is. It is really funny. He's one of the reasons, like, he's one of those reasons that the prequel trilogy is, like, so hated, but also so loved. Yeah, it's it's like, like, it's funny because a lot of the people that grew up with the original trilogy, like, that generation, mm -hmm. hated it, didn't like him at all. And then, like more of our generation who grew up with these movies, we totally love them, you know, yeah, like, and we absolutely. know that they're flawed. Like there's definitely issues with them, but we just like 
just take it at face value, guys. It's just a fun time sitting and watching these movies. You yeah, know? I think that's that's one of the reasons. Like the the original trilogy was so serious mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. through the entire thing. A lot and more so than the prequels. It feels like everything in the prequels was lighthearted. Every yeah. part about it well, was Revenge of the Sith. But we'll, we're, talk well, about that Revenge later. of the Sith is a, is a different story. But at least in in this movie, yeah, 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 everything about it was like. Oh, this is weird? Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're just, it's like new world building and kind of experimenting with what they could do with pushing the boundaries exactly. of Star Wars. And I love that. I think that's really cool. I always like the kind of weird aspects of Star Wars. You know, I think it's mm-hmm. what makes it fun and unique. So, yeah. it's pretty cool. But. I think they were definitely trying to, like, push boundaries with the yeah. prequels. Yeah, definitely. Because they went to some weird places. Mm-hmm. They did some weird things. And yep. I think it turned out all right. Everything oh, about dude. it is, like... Well, they're just fun. It's, like, it's really... It's a fun movie visually pleasing too because i love all the planets that they go to it's cool to not only see a tie-in like they spend a lot of time on tatooine which is cool because that's a perfect tie-in to the originals and stuff Mm -hmm. but then they have like naboo too which is so beautiful and the way that they set that world up it's really gorgeous and then um the introduction of coruscant in this movie too is so cool because it looks gorgeous for the time that they had it in and all the cgi oh excuse me Mm -hmm. all the cgi elements that they have in there it looks so well done and it's like when they're walking, the, that it's that scene with Obi Wan and Qui Gon, and it's like sunset, and they're outside this balcony on the Jedi Temple, and the ships mm-hmm. are flying by. I'm like, ooh, that's pretty. I want to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You kind of forget that these movies were made like a pretty long time ago. Oh man, yeah. Especially um, now, it feels forever. It feels ago. like forever ago. Uh, but they were made like not even that much after the the original trilogy like it was a while yeah it was a while but like technology really wasn't even at a point like this is cutting edge for the time you know it was seriously cutting edge which is really cool to see that chrome ship that uh, oh man yeah drive the queens like yeah we were talking about that like that must have taken forever to render yeah i can't imagine how painful that was to try to get it to look right in some of those scenes man i'm like oh my gosh (laughs) I just can imagine the boardroom meeting when George Lucas walks in. He's like, all right, I really like this ship design, but we need it to be completely chrome and reflective. And they're like, yeah. all the animators okay. are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Here we go. Let's, <laughs> let's get to work for three years. <laughs> I'm not sleeping for a month. Oh, man. But it turned out great. I think they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, uh, some of the key points that I find like really cool about this movie, uh, the, in- the, the interaction between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. I yeah. love that relationship, and that's why I'm hoping so much that they get Liam back for the Obi-Wan show. Exactly. Because they have such a good dynamic in this. It's like, you can tell that they've been really good friends for a really long time, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit of, like, I almost want to say awkwardness, but, like, it's not, I guess it's not super awkward, but there are moments in there, you know, especially the most notable one to me is when um, they're in the Jedi Council room. Yeah. And Anakin's with them, and uh, Qui-Gon says that he wants to take anakin to be his new apprentice and yoda's like uh hello you can't do that obi-wan is already your apprentice and you can kind of see this look in obi-wan's face at that like it almost hurt him a little bit to know that you know he's been his apprentice for so long and then qui-gon's just so willing to just be like all right well i need this new kid this kid's like everything but qui-gon wasn't really doing it from a point of like trying to hurt obi-wan obviously Mm -hmm. he's looking out for anakin and he thinks that you know he is this chosen one who's going to bring balance and stuff but that look that you kind of notice in Obi-Wan, he's just a little bit taken back by that. He's like, oh, okay, that kind of hurt. And then he's like, but Obi-Wan's ready for the trial, so he's good. And then he's like, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I can deal with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just kind I, of funny, you I know? did notice that, how he gets a little bit, like, 
he gets hurt by it. He's yeah. Like, oh, but we've been we've been buds for yeah. so long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's more of a. I don't know the words for this. It's almost out of necessity, I guess. You could say that Qui-Gon wants to take Anakin. He's oh, not yeah. Like... I, th- I think it's a necessity thing. And, mm-hmm. and of course, Obi-Wan realizes that. Um, but it's it's almost like a, uh, a betrayal. Yeah, uh, in a way. Where he's like, oh, but I thought we were always going to be like the tag team mm-hmm. duo uh, that we've always been. I don't know. Has Qui-Gon had an apprentice before Obi-Wan, or was he the one? You know, I don't think that he has. Not that I'm aware of, anyways. Um, if, if it, if, you know, I could be wrong, but from the liter- the media that I've consumed of Star Wars, I don't think that he has. Yeah, I, I don't, think it was Obi-Wan. I don't think he has either. I think it was only Obi-Wan. And is that what they do? They only take one apprentice, or can they take multiple? Some people can take multiple apprentices, okay. and they have. Yoda's had, like, a lot. Yeah, I know years, Yoda's But, I mean, he's, few... you know, ancient, so... Yeah. And wasn't <laughs> Qui-Gon one of... Yoda's apprentices, or what? Um, no, he was different because Qui Gon so had uh... Yoda trained Dooku, and then yeah. Dooku was Qui Gon's master. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that's it's kind that's of that chain of events, which is really cool. But um, it's just yeah, I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy, especially uh, the the Master and Apprentice book that came out. I think a year or two ago, I can't remember now. I think it was a Claudia Gray fantastic book. I highly recommend it, especially if you enjoyed the relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon as much as I did. Yeah. It's really cool because it's a bit of a prequel book, like leading up to the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. And so it gives you a bit of insight as to their relationship. And it is a bit awkward in a way. They like are, they're good friends, but their dynamic is like master and student. It's kind of hard for them. Yeah. It's kind of funny to think about because you don't really see it a whole lot in this movie, but it's almost the same as Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship, Mm. especially in Attack of the Clones where Anakin is really arrogant. He really doesn't want to follow along with what Obi-Wan's trying to teach him. He's kind of like, you know, just super strong headed. I'm right. You can't teach me anything. Obi-Wan is almost that same way. Yeah. Yeah. Like before that. But he's a bit different because he's he's not you know exactly the same as Anakin. But it kind of feels like that similar dynamic. Well, I know that uh, Qui Gon didn't follow the Jedi Order like to a T. Oh yeah. Like Obi Wan wanted to, mm-hmm. and I think that's where that awkwardness kind of comes in is because yep. Qui Gon sees his mat or uh, Obi Wan sees Qui Gon doing all these things, and he's like, he's "Well, reckless. that's that's not quite the way of the Jedi." Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. I take it back. Reckless is the wrong word. He's very, um, he's just open-minded more so than all of the Jedi, yeah. it seems. And that's why he's one of those, like, I feel like him, Ahsoka, and Rey should just hang out because they're yeah. all these, they're like, all pinnacle, new like, way of thinking Jedi kind exactly. of a thing, you know? I guess Luke could probably fall in there, too. He kind of fell back into the old way. But I just think that's such a cool idea, and I think that's why Qui-Gon's such a beloved character is because he was outside of the box, you know? He was one of these really cool guardian peacekeepers, but he yeah. knew that there were things that were wrong about what they were doing. Yeah. And he was trying to forge his own path. Well, I think, really cool. I think Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon is incredibly wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he realized, um, especially from like the High Republic era, that the Jedi have been in reign for so long mm-hmm. that they're going to start making mistakes. Yeah, they become too powerful They become too powerful. And I think Qui-Gon realized that, so he's mm-hmm. trying to change things before destruction hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, oh, we know what happens. That hurts, man. It's inevitable that it does. And, of course, it's because of Qui-Gon that it happens. That it he happens, brings back yeah. Anakin, and that's the, what, the downfall, you know? It is interesting, though, to think about, and I love the little conversation that... Um, if you watch the the roundtable, I I, guess, I think it was the Mandalorian, um, like 
I can't remember what it was called. It was the Mandalorian documentary where all of the creators were sitting around talking. Mm. Dave Filoni has like this incredible spiel about the Phantom Menace and how important that duel is at the end of the movie with Qui-Gon and Maul and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And it's called Duel of the Fates, he says, because it literally is this duel for the yeah. fate of Anakin. If that duel went out any differently, mm-hmm. the entire rest of the universe mm-hmm. would be would we change. It would have been completely changed, and it's yeah. just crazy to think about what could have happened if Qui-Gon had if, lived. If Qui-Gon won was and Anakin's lived master, and you was know? Anakin's master, I don't know if any of this would have happened. Yeah, I don't either. Qui-Gon and Anakin are very similar, where mm-hmm. they're both strong-headed and open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even could have disciplined Anakin maybe a bit better than Obi-Wan. Not to yeah. say that Obi-Wan did a bad job, but we know right off the bat that he didn't really you know, want to train Anakin. He just did it out of respect for Qui-Gon. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, sure, they became really good friends and you know, basically brothers, and they fought together through this whole war and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He, he wasn't ready. He was so young. He didn't want to have an apprentice. It just, it just happened yeah. to him. So it's just crazy. Stuff like that. I love the, the whole theories. I would love it. I would love it. I've told you multiple times if Disney mm-hmm. did like, we know that they're doing a Marvel what if animated series and it's just going to be like, what if this happened instead of this? And then it shows you what could have transpired. I would love a Star Wars show like that, dude. Mm-hmm. Seeing stuff like that would be so cool. Yeah, seeing a what if Duel of the Fates went different. Mm-hmm. Just seeing how everything could be completely different would be yeah. so crazy. Um. Yeah, what if Qui-Gon lived and Maul had died? How does that change the story, oh, do you think? So do we think, do you think Obi-Wan would have died if this was a different scenario? What if What if the roles were replaced and like Qui-Gon got kicked off, Obi-Wan was the one that fought him oh, and got killed? Oh, ooh, yeah, how do you think that would have happened? You know, How do you think that would go down? That's really interesting. I don't know. I well, feel like it'd be really hard for Qui-Gon to want to take another apprentice because he might have felt like he failed him yeah, in a way. That might know? be true. But... That might also make him work harder with Anakin yeah, and yeah. in turn have him not turn to the dark side because of mm, that. Interesting. Like, I, I feel like that would almost change Qui-Gon in a way. Like, Yeah, oh, oh definitely. Oh, the, like, the Jedi Order and the code that we follow is, like, that keeps people safe. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. he wasn't following that, Obi-Wan is now dead. Ooh, so, so you think you might I get think more... he would revert back to like yeah. the way of the Jedi, and Anakin would follow in suit. Way more strict about yeah. it. Mm, that's cool. That's cool to think about. Yeah, there's there's already there's definitely pain in like behind Qui Gon's eyes a bit. Mm-hmm. You can tell. There's this one scene in particular coming up right now. Actually, as we're sitting here watching, they're sitting at dinner with Anakin and his mom Shmi. Mm. And Anakin uh, is talking about Qui Gon's lightsaber, and he says, "Well, maybe I killed a Jedi and took it from him." And Anakin says, oh, no, nobody can kill a Jedi. And then this yeah, line right I after. Yeah, I wish that were true. Yeah, man. And the pain behind that line, like, if you just, you're not, you're sitting and watching this movie at face value, you don't really think about it. But that's mm-hmm. like, oh, he must have lost some people, you know? He must have known quite a few Jedi that have died to certain well, other I'm, events. I'm sure he's known, like, had a few good friends that mm-hmm. have gone out on a mission and just not come back. Yeah. Like, yeah. People die. Like, this oh, is, yeah, it's, definitely. the Jedi is a dangerous job. Mm-hmm. And he says it right off the bat to Anakin. He's like, mm-hmm. the life of a Jedi is not an easy one, but yeah. you know, if you want to do it, come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's a bit, um, sad. Yeah. Like you said, you can see the pain in that line and behind mm-hmm. those eyes. Like, man, he's seen some, some 
bad stuff. Yeah, Qui-Gon's been around a bit, too. And, I mean, it must have been hard. If you start thinking and kind of dissecting his life, too, mm-hmm. like, his master left the Order. So I wonder if that... You know what? Now that I'm just sitting here thinking about it, I wonder if that's not why Qui-Gon's kind of more of a free thinker is because Dooku was probably the exact same way. He probably didn't follow the code, like, at all before he left because he was looking so into these other, like, dark side practices and other things. Then he left the Jedi Order. So if he was teaching Qui-Gon about all of this stuff during that, Qui-Gon could have started to, like, yeah, formulate his different opinion about the Jedi Order kind of a thing, you know? See, I wonder if it wasn't the opposite of that where mm. Dooku was a pretty strict follower and mm. then realized, like, oh, this sucks, <laughs> and then left. Yeah, bailed out. Um, but he was, like, looking into all this other stuff, right, like, mm. before he even left. Yeah, right? Dooku's had a pretty crazy past. There was another, it was a, I think it was strictly an audio book. It mm. might be an actual physical copy book that you can get now, but a Dooku book that was really cool that talked a bit about of his, excuse me, a bit about his past. And he had, like some really strange, bizarre experiences beforehand with the dark side. And he had this, like, dark side power. He could use force lightning from, like, pretty young. Mm-hmm. And he just had that ability. So I'm like, hmm, that's kind of crazy. So That's crazy because that's, that's an incredibly stuff. hard power to use, yeah, right? Like, yeah, that's... I, you don't see it, like, at all. Like, there's him and the Emperor and then Rey. Yeah. That's the Dooku only people you see. It, and Palpatine uses it and Rey uses it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So that's pretty crazy. I do find it very fascinating, Dooku's story, too. Sorry, we're deviating from episode one here a bit. But oh, no, yeah. Dooku's let's, story's like... Let's tangent a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're we're, it's a deep dive, like we said, guys. We're just getting into it here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, I feel that Dooku, he's also, like, the heir to this planet Sereno, more or less. Like, oh, yeah? Cause I didn't he's, know that. Yeah, that's why he's Count. He's Count oh, Dooku, because okay. yeah, he's the Count of Sereno, which is this mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. And it's he's kind of conflicted, because... He could have all this wealth and all this power, and his family line is, like, a big part of his life. Mm-hmm. But being a Jedi, you have to be completely alienated. Yeah, you have yeah. to give all that up. You have to be completely alienated from that and just be, like, living the way of the Jedi kind of a thing. And so in the book, it's kind of like he's kind of torn between wanting to follow the Jedi Code, but he knows he has these crazy powers that he's not really fully sure what's happening. And then he also is torn between his family, like yeah. heritage and stuff, you know? Oh, so I just had an interesting thought going mm. back to Qui-Gon. I wonder if he doesn't follow the code because he had a family that he had to leave for the Jedi Ooh. order. And then they got like killed, killed or off. something. Oh man. And he wasn't there to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't even know. Right. Cause you have to be completely isolated from them. Yeah. And he found out and he's like, well, what if I could have done something if oh, like man. that? See stuff like that makes me so sad. And that's another thing that like the Jedi were wrong about doing that. Mm-hmm. They just took these kids from their home. Basically they like, yeah. They kidnapped I don't know, a bunch of people. I mean, like, they get, they tell the parents and everything, and the parents are all fine with it because they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, these not crazy powers." Like, yeah, sure, like yeah. take them away. Most of them, I, but we yeah. don't know. I'm, I'd have to imagine that there's some cases where the parents are like, "No, like you can't just take my kid." And then, mm-hmm. then what happens? Do they kidnap these kids, or do well, they just like say, "Okay, we'll leave them be" or whatever? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because they're supposed to be like the good guys, but mm-hmm. do they? find somebody that's that's force sensitive and they're like we need to go and train him and they yeah. say no like yeah then then what happens like dude it's crazy that's scary to think about you know because they mm-hmm. could have been kidnappers like that but it, they took the kids before they had like their own kind of free will to say no yeah. so it had to be completely up to the parents mm-hmm. well we we know from episode one like anakin was like old mm-hmm. to be taken into the jedi order I think they take him in as soon as, like, 
a year. Yeah, they I, take like, them young, in like, young. when they're young. So, it's crazy. And Anakin being nine, yeah, it's like way late into the process, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyways, jumping back into episode one a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> I think another really cool point that um, is really fun to see, it's the first time R2 and C-3PO meet yeah. in, like, canon, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's that I love that dynamic of those two, just right off the bat. They kind of got those characters back together, and it was the same kind of fun and silliness that they had from the originals with a hint of, like, this new age kind of yeah exactly it's really fun and you can see they did a really good job i think because mm-hmm. you can see in this first movie we actually just passed it but uh even like from the first time they they meet mm-hmm. they're like buds yeah yeah instantly r2's mm-hmm. like hey by the way did you know you're naked and the mm-hmm. was like oh i, oh, mm, I didn't no. that's weird <laughs> i was just born today so <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> oh it's funny yeah, that was another really cool choice that I think they went for is this practical effect of C-3PO mm-hmm. without all of his like gold plating on. I thought that was so cool. I loved seeing the interior workings of 3PO. Mm-hmm. I thought I always thought that was one of the coolest things. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. He really is just like just randomly built on Tatooine. It's really cool. That is really funny. We were talking a little bit about it too. I find it funny that Anakin like builds this droid but and then, then dips yeah, yeah as soon as r2 shows up he's like oh oh yeah r2 this droid this, this is what's up way better. this one i built whatever it's fine <laughs> like he obviously like lights 3po and it's mm-hmm. like you know he he's passionate about it because he made him but r2 is like one of his best friends the entire yeah. from that moment on yeah. you see it all through clone wars all through the other two movies it's just really funny to me that it's like oh okay about, yeah it's funny. And I actually, I thought about this a little bit, and this might be the reasoning that we see that more. Because mm-hmm. in episode two, they go back uh, to Tatooine, him and Padme. Yeah. And they find 3PO again, and he ends up on this adventure with him. And then at the end of the movie, they keep him. Yeah. So 3PO's around. And so I'm wondering if Anakin doesn't gift Padme C-3PO, and then she gifts Anakin R2-D2. Because it's that, her droid. That might be And true, so, because yeah. from that moment on, you always see C-3PO as, like, Padme's assistant or helper. Mm-hmm. He's, like, helping her out with stuff. And R2's always off on these missions with Anakin. And I'm like, oh, that's just, like, my little heart. That's a little sweet moment to think about, you know? Yeah. Well, you see those kind of droids um, in, like, the Trade Federation oh, yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. you see that one. Protocol. Like, the, yeah, the protocol droid, the silver one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so... Like, you know that they're around, and of course, oh, Anakin needs them to be around to find out how to build one, but mm-hmm. uh, they're supposed to be assistants. Oh, yeah. They're just like helper droids, and basically, and he Anakin says Anakin doesn't you know? need an assistant. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, having it be, they just swap droids. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's really sweet. That's like, and it's also kind of a sad thought thinking about how Shmi dies in episode two. So mm. he says it in this movie that he's, it's a protocol droid to help mom that he's building or whatever. Mm-hmm. So his mom's not around. She's not going to need him either. So it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's sad. sad. But, you know. That's right. It can be a protocol droid to help Padme. Yep. I like that, dude. I like that that's theory a lot. I hope that that's real. I feel bad for 3PO. Everybody kind of dumps on 3PO. <laughs> Everybody dumps Every on 3PO. Every single person that has ever met C3PO has yeah. been like, Oh, that's droids. Okay. <laughs> He's just helpful. He's yeah. just trying his best. He's just trying his best. Well, he like so he doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah. He was like he was built in a desert. Yep. He doesn't yep. know anything. Out of like scrap, dude. Yeah. Like the only good thing about him is the gold plating that he gets later on. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny. It is so funny. <laughs> yeah. He Especially doesn't know like, anything. When Han Solo shows up, oh, he's done for, dude. Oh, yeah. He gets Han Solo gives him so much crap. It's amazing. He it's didn't so say funny. My name, but I'm alright. <laughs> Freaking yeah, <laughs> so funny. I love that mm. line. 
Oh, man. Mm. All right, so, yeah, another big, big, like, point that we need to touch here. Um, we yeah. have a little bit, but I guess two. We need to talk about Darth Maul. Oh. And we need to talk about the pod race. Okay. I think those are the biggest two other things. Those are the big movie. parts of that movie, yeah. So we'll, we'll save Maul for the end here. But uh, mm-hmm. this pod race scene, man, like, I love this scene. It's, I'm absolutely, it's one of the coolest Star Wars moments to me. Like, yeah. It's so unique, and it's got like a street racer kind of feel, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit, it's also a little bit different. Like, it's hard to describe it, dude. It's almost Mad Max in a way. Yeah. When they're like racing through the desert, and they're like, they go through all these caves, the Tusken Raiders are shooting mm-hmm. at them and stuff. It's such an incredibly fun scene to watch. And oh, yeah. People's complaint is that it's too long, but I'm like, dude, I could watch an entire movie of just that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the pot racing, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it would be a really, really fun movie or at least like an episode of something just to like have the pod race it's like the beach episode (laughs) i think that'd be i think that'd be really funny but you can tell like from the from the Mm get-go that the pod race on tatooine is the biggest thing on tatooine at least for that (laughs) yeah dude oh i think that's so funny too to think about because it's like it's Tatooine. It's mm-hmm. this desert, like for endlessly. Yeah, and, like, it's like this. What, arid, what else like... are people gonna do? They go and gamble, and they watch the pod race. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they it's so funny. On the pod race. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying. Oh man, I just think it's great. It's yeah. just such a. It's like the first real like time that we see Anakin and his piloting abilities. Yeah, which is really cool too, because he's clearly very masterful even from a young age. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you forget that Anakin is nine years old when he enters this pod race, and he built his own pod racer mm-hmm. and won against, like, the reigning champion for years. Yeah. Well, and he says it, too. He's never won. He's never even finished yeah, a race before. A race that was, before. like, definitely a key moment in his life, for sure. And it's like wizard, Annie. <laughs> that's wizard, Annie. <laughs> Uh, some of the some of the best lines in all of Star Wars came out of this movie. Yeah. Oh my and gosh, dude. Worst. Yep. Yep. They fall into the same category. Oh yeah, it's too, the same you know? category. Oh man. It's that Venn diagram. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now this is pod racing. <laughs> uh, that's iconic, dude. When what he blows a, up that ship, what like, a line. It's so good. It's so funny. Freaking heck, I love it. Oh man. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add about the pod race scene? No. Uh, just. Uh, the movie in general, you realize how inexperienced everybody is Yeah, the whole hero thing. Because uh, the entire movie, everybody is, like, fumbling around. <laughs> it's true, dude. Well, even, like, the first time uh, you see Maul fight, mm-hmm. when that little, like, quick duel that he has with Qui-Gon in the desert, when Qui-Gon gets back onto the ship, he just, like, collapses, dude. He's just, like, laying there all sweaty. He's like... What just happened? What yeah. was that? Like, because they, they're not used to dueling, like, hardcore like no, that, No, like, you know? Jedi have been in power, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we said earlier. They've it's, been in power for a long, long time. Nobody yeah. questions them anymore. It's been a time of peace. There's no yeah. war or anything. No, they're not really, there's like... There's no reason to fight. They're just guardians. They only have to deal with, like, minor threats, mm-hmm. you know, here and there. And, of course, they practice, and they practice really hard. Right, but it's, like, right. to get into a fight like that with Maul, who's mm-hmm. practiced, like incredibly well. well and maul is fueled by like rage yeah. and hate for the jedi and he must go hard like yeah. all the time dude you can just imagine you can see it in those eyes you see man. it in his eyes he's he just terrifying every time yeah. like yeah throwing up i would not want to go up against that dude like yeah. j- just his physical appearance you're just yeah, intimidated you're like, immediately you're so scared like it's, 
one of the funniest scenes in this movie is him with like the trading federation and he's yes. just like looming over him and they're all Dude, scared well, like, like newt gunray and stuff even the one scene they're like they're taller than he is which yeah. is so funny and they're walking but you can tell they're like uncomfortable to stand yeah, next to that like, guy because maul's just there so menacing yeah so. it's all scary <laughs> Beady eyes that are oh, like, Ugh, it's so good. Get him out of here. Like the second he shows up in that hologram, and Palpatine's like, "Yeah, I'm sending my apprentice to be with you." And they're yeah, like, "They're like, oh hell no, dude! Like, I, uh, uh, no, no, that's no." Yeah. And they actually try oh, to dissuade man. them. They're like, "We don't need him." Yeah, dude. yeah, it's fine. It's just no, don't. We don't need anybody. We got this. We got this. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. I think it's great, dude. Well, that's just like that goes to show because they dealt with like. The Emperor himself, like Palpatine mm-hmm. himself, mm-hmm. and they were scared of Maul. Yeah. So Dude. I think that shows something about how menacing Maul was. Oh, for sure, for sure. And you know that he's powerful. You can see it in this movie alone. And it is like pretty much pure luck that Obi-Wan even defeated him at the end of the mm-hmm. movie, you know? But yeah, right off the bat, like when you first see him, there couldn't be a character that's more exemplary of like evil in the dark side yeah just in the way that he looks alone you know i think that's why they chose to do him mm-hmm. um because he is exactly the opposite of everything that you see a jedi be yep exactly dude and that's I, that's why that fight at the end is like it, again it comes down to the duel of the fates you have this pure good versus this pure evil and it mm-hmm. couldn't be more obvious in the way that it's portrayed yeah. you know and that's it's it's the duel for the fate of Anakin. It's crazy. And mm-hmm. the fate of Anakin is going to determine the fate of everyone, which is mm-hmm. just crazy. Very well thought out, very well done. And it's just a really. That's another. That, this movie doesn't get enough credit because it sets up stuff like that. And yeah. it's really powerful. You just look at it, you know, you take it at face value again, and you're just like, oh, okay. It, that was just a really cool fight scene, and mm-hmm. the one guy died, and that's really sad. But it was. It's a lot deeper than that, you know? Yeah. So. It sets up everything mm-hmm. the entire future the, the excuse me the entire future of this franchise is based off mm-hmm. of that you know oh it's crazy stuff yeah it gets really really crazy first time we ever see a double-bladed lightsaber yeah as well which is awesome very cool that's one of the coolest shots in this movie is oh, when you dude. stand in that doorway and you see the one and then you see the second one pop out <laughs> everybody's like oh my gosh <laughs> It's one of the best scenes in cinema, I swear, dude. It's <laughs> iconic. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. Those doors open. They're taking their robes off. He pulls out that lightsaber, both the blades. Mm, so cool. They love doing that in Star Wars. Like, yep. the doors open, yep. and they, like, <laughs> It's so it. good. It's iconic Star mm-hmm. Wars, man. Yeah, You I see that, that all the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the fight. I love the duel between the Obi-Wan, yeah. Qui-Gon, and Maul. It's excellent. It's short-lived, but it's very furious and very fun to watch. Yeah. Well, you can tell, like... Every time Maul fights mm-hmm. against the Jedi, he goes 100%. Oh, he was, like, yeah. He goes hard all. the whole time. And you see Qui-Gon, like, feeling it out a little bit mm-hmm. at the beginning. And mm-hmm. he's like, I will die if mm-hmm. I don't go hard also. Yeah, well, and you can tell, too, you know, when, they're get, when they get trapped in those, like, that laser beam corridor mm-hmm. or whatever. I have no idea what that is. But Qui-Gon takes a minute. He sits down and he's doing some meditation. He's yeah. deep breathing. He's like, all right, I have to center myself to get this. And mm-hmm. Maul's just walking, staring at him like death glare yeah you know because he's ready to kill that guy that's one of the coolest scenes also and i don't think it gets enough credit is mm-hmm. like you really see kind of the duality there because mm-hmm. qui-gon like just sits and he's like all right i just need to like peace. be at peace mm-hmm. for a bit and maul is yeah like you said sitting there just pacing, building up the hatred down, just, yeah building up hatred yep. but you can see 
Obi-Wan also kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Because he's yeah. like, just trying, in the back. He's, he's trying to like center himself. He wants himself, to be right? calm, he but he calm, knows if he like, can't get there, you yeah. know, it's going to be, it's going to be bad well, he's news. he's scared, yeah. Hmm. And it's for a good reason. It is for a very good reason. It's sad, man. <laughs> Still a sad death. That death scene of Qui-Gon, it gets me a bit. It gets yeah. me in the feels, dude, because he's holding, sitting there, you know, Obi-Wan's holding him, and it's just sad, like, mm-hmm. his dying wish, train Anakin for me. Yeah. So, it's just, it's interesting to think, even if, um, what if, like, the events played out exactly the same way, Yeah. and then Obi-Wan decided not to train Anakin? Yeah. Do you think another Jedi would have stepped in to train him, or do you think Anakin would have just... Had to go back to Tatooine. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, especially because Anakin's, a, like, a free guy now. He's not yeah. a slave anymore. Yeah. So would he go back to Tatooine? Or would he, like... I mean, I don't know. Like, he's nine years old. He's where, nine like, years old, so, like, where's he going to go? Well, like, how is he going to get back to Tatooine? I'm sure that someone would take him. He'd go I, hang I, out with Padme. Padme I would bet, do it. <laughs> just take him in, yeah. That's another cool thing that I think doesn't get, like, hardly talked about at all. It is a little bit awkward in this movie, because we know what, like, later on, Anakin and Padme become a thing, but it's, it doesn't feel awkward to me. It's just kind of awkward to think about that they get together, and there's such an age difference, but it's really not that big. It's, like, five years. Like, Padme's, what, like, 14, and Anakin's nine? I think... Is she fourteen? I, I think she so. Was I think like she's fifteen or sixteen. I'm pretty but sure she's I, only. She might be. 14. It could be fifteen, but I, she's pretty. 15. She's pretty young in the movie too. Yeah. But like, I think their relationship was rather cute. It wasn't like a romance thing at that time. It's just like obviously Anakin had a little crush on her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was more like she was just kind of there to comfort him and be like a, a friend more or less, yeah. you know. And I really, I really liked that relationship. It's like that little scene. Where he's sitting there and she comes over and puts the blanket on him and he gives her the little like necklace that he made. I'm like, oh, it's kind of cute, you know. It's not, it's it's setting up for what's to come. And yeah. It's not too like it's not icky or weird. It feels natural to mm-hmm. me. I, I I do like the dynamic that they have in this movie because, like you said, it doesn't feel like they're. You can see that they're setting up a romance, but yeah. it doesn't like feel like they're like it's oh, not yeah, super we're, forced. we're gonna get down it's not <laughs> yeah. like they're they're trying to be friends with each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just think they have a good like buddy relationship in this exactly, movie and it's yeah. it's cool to see because it gets more strained as the uh movies go on i mean obviously episode two is a little bit awkward and they have their little romance thing um but then episode three it's like it's it's very strained like even yeah. at the beginning of the movie when they're still like happy and it's Anakin and he's still a good guy and everything and then mm-hmm. by the end of the movie it's just terrible you know yeah. it's like oh man it just hurts to it see because yeah, it, it could have been so good it really hurts something that I just thought of um, I think one of the reasons why Anakin decided to take Ahsoka mm-hmm. as an apprentice is because she's a lot like Padme oh definitely definitely and you see it through the Clone Wars yeah, too you see it through the whole thing and I didn't even realize that that was even like a connection. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm sure that he, I'm sure that Ahsoka has a lot of different personality traits that remind him of other people that he's known oh, for yeah. sure. And that's, again, that hurts a little bit too. <laughs> mm, heart. Oh, but it's really cool. And I mm. hope to see one day if we get it like, I don't know how they would do it now, but I would love to see live action Ahsoka with Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be so cool. Well, I don't know. They might do that in the Ahsoka show. They could. They very well could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think that'd be so sweet. I mean, I don't know if, uh, well, Hayden Christensen won't be alive in that show. but Yeah, yeah it'd have like, to be like a Force Ghost Force or something, ghost, but that is a potential to be in there. Is potential. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've got a couple minutes left here. Is there anything else you want to add about the movie? Final thoughts? Final thoughts? 
Great movie. Nice. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Yeah, like I say, it's just a super fun movie. Obviously, there's some corny parts and some things that you're just like, what the? Well, it's it's not like it's it's like, this is an amazing movie. But it's (laughs) like, it's it's so fun to watch, especially if you're with friends and oh, with yeah. people that can Way like take it lighthearted with you mm-hmm. it's it's so much better to watch it like that than like oh this is a serious star wars movie mm-hmm. yep yep and that's what i appreciate about it is that it's it's fun it's mm-hmm. lighthearted but there are those serious elements if you look deeper into it which mm-hmm. i think is really cool so yeah yeah all right i mean i guess we'll leave them at that sweet nice kind of deviated but uh that is our <laughs> deep dive of episode one amongst other things but amongst yeah other things definitely well, sweet right. guys thanks for listening um sorry we've been gone for so long we're gonna try to get back on a regular schedule here we're gonna start trying to pump these out every two weeks for you mm-hmm. guys now yeah we realized the uh every week thing wasn't really working out we were just trying to pump out content too fast yeah, i think it was doing too much it, was. it just wasn't turning out the way that we wanted it to turn out mm-hmm. so uh this every two week might uh hopefully it'll be better <laughs> I, I hope so too. I, I hope it'll be it'll be better and it'll give us time to to work out thoughts and everything yeah definitely prepare a little prepare bit a little better. bit more so yeah next time uh join us we're gonna try to tackle attack of the clones and mm-hmm. uh do a deep dive on that movie get some episode two hopefully we'll uh get some pretty good conversations out of that one oh, like definitely. Did, uh, this week for sure but yeah guys thank you very much for listening yes. uh, this has been archives of the jedi order what episode is this episode six it might be episode six i think, I think. it's episode I, six i can't even remember it's i don't been even minute, remember it's so. been too long all right guys we'll uh catch you in two weeks yeah see you then thanks a lot guys may the force be with you may the force be with you so this is pod racing oh that's so wizard annie <laughs>